Hi everyone, it's Brooke and Marissa coming at you live from quarantine. Just a disclaimer, the quality might not be as good because we're currently in our own separate studios for this episode. And by studios, I mean our own cars. (laughs) We had to get this content out to get you guys through quarantine. So um, one of the things that we talked about last week um, was authenticity and how that plays a part in brands appealing to Gen Z. And I think that's been kind of seen throughout quarantine even because I've been spending a lot of my time uh, distracting myself by going on TikTok. You're listening to the Agency's Comment Podcast. Brooke, do you have any comments on TikTok? Yes. So TikTok happens to be um, this week's episode. So we're going to dive into all things TikTok. Um, where it came from, its rise to fame during quarantine times, um, and kind of Gen Z's opinion on it. But before we get into that, um, I would consider myself, this is totally my opinion. I am very, I'm a, I'm an old person stuck in a young person's body, I think, um, which is interesting to think about because I have this personal opinion that Gen Z is split. Um, so there's old Gen Z and there's young Gen Z. And I think a lot of us were really into Vine when that was around. I never even was into that. So TikTok coming back has not been something that I've just been overly excited about um, just because Vine was foreign to me anyways. So I think half of us are just so excited about TikTok and half of us are kind of like missing out on it. Like, what even is this? Um, yeah. And when all of my friends are on it, I kind of, I feel like an old person. I'm like, can you explain this to me? Is that a TikToker? Is that an influencer? Like, I really don't know. Um, but what I do know is that it is a really interesting and authentic way to bring about content to a huge consumer base that is made of two thirds yeah. of Gen Z anyways. No, I feel the same way. I definitely am not as into it as other people. I was never into Vine, but to say the least, I'm intrigued, uh, especially Mm -hmm. because of how many people have gotten into it with over, um, let's see how many, approximately 800 million users are on TikTok. So it is something that people need to start looking at, especially brands when it comes to appealing to Mm -hmm. Gen Zs who are all on TikTok. So regardless of whether, I guess, were that interested in it being the quote unquote older Gen Z persona. I feel like that's why we have to educate everyone else on what it's all about. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, when you think about it, so a majority of the users, just like I said, two thirds of their, or their demographic, um, are 24 and under. So a majority of TikTok users are 24 and under. Um, we kind of fall in the middle of that. I mean, we're 21, But still, I think it's one of those things that because there are such young people on it, I just, I feel like I'm scrolling through and I really, I don't know what's going on. Um, (laughs) But I don't. Um, So what is TikTok? Okay, let's start with that as basic and then we'll delve in deeper and um, what people can do to have best practices on TikTok, how brands are participating in TikTok um, and how it's relevant to Gen Z. So let's start with a basic overview so tiktok Um, is a short format mobile video sharing platform it's all 15 to second videos Um, a way to describe it is it's like a super creative platform where you can create your own content so most of the stuff coming out of it are vlogs comedy art dance instructional and animation and people typically um kind of go towards one or the other for me personally i don't have a favorite 
like individual TikTok, but I typically lean more towards comedy, obviously. And for some reason, as cringy as it is, the dances really intrigue me and the song <laughs> and the song. So I, I listen to so many of the songs and we'll mm-hmm. get more into that in a little bit. It's all about the music that goes along with the videos. And now TikTok is kind of becoming a platform that influences what is popular when it comes to music. What I do really like about TikTok, and this kind of goes same thing as you. I don't have a specific favorite TikTok um, or personality on TikTok, but what I do love about TikTok is how relatable everything is and how authentic yes. everything is. Um, I have a very quirky sense of humor, so I feel like most of the times in conversations, I'm really the only one who's laughing at my own jokes. And I think a lot of what we're seeing on TikTok is that very specific humor to each person on the platform. So you do see a lot of like dad humor, a lot of even like slightly cringy humor, stuff that you would do in your own room, but it's accessible to such a large population, which I think is so interesting. Um, And we really see like supernatural lighting, supernatural backgrounds, like people are not really putting on a face for these TikToks. Um, and so it makes it seem like you're really sharing something very specific to maybe you and a friend, but it's really just on this platform, which is so cool. Yeah. And I think this kind of stems off last week that we were talking about authenticity and that kind of stems into why TikTok is being so appealing to Gen Z is because it is that super authentic, supernatural thing. And it kind of bounces off of, you know, YouTube where it's, YouTube used to be really popular. It still is, but the YouTubers that were more natural, like, I don't know, Emma Chamberlain, she never put on makeup and she would just, you know, vlog and everyone used to love that. That's starting to go into what's being posted on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the thing that I've heard a lot that people love about TikTok is, yeah, you could just be yourself. You don't have to try too hard, but also you can just become viral so easily, no matter who you are. Um, so basically mm-hmm. TikTok has a for you page which is the main area that you go on when you open the app and you just scroll through it and it suggests videos for you that are basically just randomized so it could be someone who you know just started their tiktok account and they could become viral because that shows up on that for you page a really good example of that would also be charlie d'amelio um so she (laughs) rose to stardom in hours which is this huge concept that you're talking about um with this platform where you really can become viral in a way that we haven't seen before. Um, So Charlie is a dancer. And so she was posting a bunch of dance videos. um, And so she was going on a road trip to camp. And so it took her about an hour and a half to get there. So at the beginning of the trip, she posts a video and the way she phrases it, it was just what she had been posting all along, kind of put it out there. And along this one and a half, two hour drive to camp, by the time she reaches her destination, her video had received over 50,000 likes. And so she said it was just such a surreal moment watching it go from, you know, zero likes to even 90, 100. She was completely blown away that it was even getting that many likes. And then all of a sudden it went to 50,000. And so now she has over 40 million followers. um, And so she's posting all of the time, which shows a great example of this success story on TikTok. You can post as many times as you want in a day. And the really interesting thing about this is how quickly TikTok has become so prominent because Charlie D'Amelio has 40 million followers, but that came within six months. And so Mm -hmm. something that you want to look into is just how quickly TikTok seemed to boom within Gen Z versus even Instagram and Facebook. 
Oh. And I, I think a big reason for this, and correct me if I'm wrong, because this is totally just what I'm throwing out there. Yeah. People loved Vine. Like, I'm telling you, Vine, I think, when, what year did Vine go away? I believe it was oh, 20, don't ask. Don't ask me. 2016, 2017, something like that. Um, yeah. But anyways, so Vine went away, and I'm telling you, even throughout college up into the time that TikTok replaced Vine and came in um, and had a reboot, that is all people would talk about. Like everyone, like in interviews, people would ask me, what's your favorite vine? Everyone was obsessed with this vine culture. And then it went away for so long that this just perfectly came in and replaced it. And now we're entering an even better time for it to become, you know, popular and gain even more traction with this quarantine that we're currently in. I mean, we see it really filling a gap in people's lives because there's a social aspect of this um, in a way that's, very real and authentic just like we've been talking about so now that we've kind of given a thorough explanation of what tiktok is you know how it's been so influential why we should be paying attention to it even if we don't want to and we don't want to be open to that change let's talk a little bit more about okay brands that are doing things that are successful on targeting gen z on tiktok um and how other people can do that as well um one thing that really stands out to me is, so we talked about Charlie D'Amelio and I didn't know this at first, but she actually has a Dunkin' Donuts partnership. Um, and I didn't even know because of how organic the advertising was. So basically she has a, um, she always used to post about going to Dunkin'. She's obsessed with Dunkin' Donuts coffee. And, um, now they, she has a partnership with them. So they give her free coffee. And so she's always making TikToks with the coffee, even if it's just sipping it before she starts one of her mm-hmm. dance videos, just, um, little product placement here and there. And it's so natural that you don't even realize that, um, she's being paid by Duncan to do this. So I thought that was really clever because it just shows how well Duncan uh, adapted to TikTok being such a natural, you know, um, relatable platform where they didn't try to force an ad they tried to incorporate it into something that seemed as though it was just meant to be and I thought that was really cool so Gen Z has this reputation for being this age demographic that almost hates advertising Um, we're doing everything we can to get away from these traditional ways of advertising and as the second we know something is an overt ad we want to turn it off yeah. And so it's so interesting that companies are coming in and doing that product placement in such an organic, natural way. Um, we see that a lot with some of the other companies that are using um, TikTok. So some of the really successful ones have been Chipotle, the Washington Post, and the NBA. Um, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I think the NBA has been so successful just because they really started early on TikTok. And also it just it fits in really naturally with what they're trying to do. They're trying to get people hyped up. Um, You know, the NBA is all about the highlight reel and so is TikTok, but in a way that's different from what we've seen. So normally on these social platforms, it's been the Instagram highlight reel, which means that everything is, you know, perfectly in a preset um, and you're getting the best moments of um, a snapshot of life. But instead with TikTok, it's these moments by people. And that is shown even through TikTok's tagline, which is real people, real videos. Yeah, I think another thing is, okay, the brands that you listed that are all doing so well when it comes to marketing on TikTok, 
they're all very different. I mean, Chipotle and the NBA, Washington Post, Dunkin' Donuts, they're all extremely different brands. And I think that highlights how, because there's so many different videos that can go out on TikTok, it's a good business for anyone to use TikTok to promote. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you can use, you know, the dancing, you know, humor, um, clothing, lifestyle, anything can be popular on there. So it definitely is interesting how almost any brand can really stand out. I think the key is that any brand can use and stand out on TikTok if they find an angle to come at. So last week we talked a lot about authenticity and what brands can use authenticity and make it truly look authentic. And then other ones do it. And we're just kind of turned off by it. Um, And I definitely Mm. think that there are some brands that work the same way with TikTok, except for we see Washington Post. And so when I first saw Washington Post, I thought that maybe, you know, maybe Washington Post couldn't pull it off because they were, they're a very, of course, analytical brand. They're a news source. Um, And so that's one of those things where I was like, okay, that's probably not going to fit in. But um, I believe it was the CMO of Washington Post actually found an interesting angle to turn these relatable videos into ones that point at journalists and the news stories that they're actually talking about. Um, So you find a way that they're actually using TikTok to integrate perfectly into their business, which makes it successful versus just forcing something or forcing TikTok into their brand for advertising. Yeah. I mean, it shows that anyone's possible of anything. And I've even noticed this with um, a lot of universities. UF is actually really prominent on TikTok and they have been for a while. And I expected, of course, you have to be a little bit more serious. They are a university, but I watched a lot of their content recently and it was actually hilarious. They really played off of like, mm-hmm. the, you know, the Gator, um, Albert and Alberta, our mascots and created humor out of it. Um, so that was really interesting. And it made it made me like my school more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just Absolutely. really relatable. Well, and it's just like it's UF swampy memes in a way like you have to find the TikTok, the meme aspect of your brand, of the university, of whatever it is you're trying to portray on the platform for it to be successful. And I think as Mm -hmm. long as companies aren't forcing it, as long as, you know, they're not coming at an unnatural angle, then I think it will be successful if they think outside of the box. I truly think that any company could be, yeah, really successful on this, depending on the angle. And when I'm thinking about, you know, maybe what would not be a good company to advertise on TikTok, I mean, I think, okay, maybe something more political, but honestly, I see going into 2020 that, you know, um, politicians could be using TikTok as an influential source to target younger voters. And I, I feel like that is going to happen. I don't know what angle that they're going to take. So it'll be interesting to see, but I really think anyone um, will be able to. No, I completely agree, Marissa. I mean, honestly, even thinking back to Vine, one of my favorite Vines, and I wasn't even a big Vine person. So this is an extreme carryover for me because here I love TikTok, but I'm not a big TikTok person. Um, I loved the the chillery Clinton Cedar Rapids vine that they had. And that was such an interesting way for them to promote Hillary Clinton. And I think we're going to see that, especially with how I would predict completely random. But Bernie Sanders, I think that will be a huge one. I think I think he definitely will. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see what comes out there. Uh, so moving on, 
we actually have a guest for today's episode. Jenna Powitz. Hi. <laughs> so Jenna, I'm going to get you started on a question you probably saw coming. What is your favorite TikTok? Any <laughs> TikTok people have been making with the bonk filter from Snapchat. I don't know if you've seen those. Um, like, it's not too many, but it's this filter that, like, <laughs> it looks like a hammer is hitting you on the head. And they are all extremely funny, um, even when they're not supposed to be. Because I saw one <laughs> yesterday where this girl was ranting about not getting a position in a club. But she had the bonk filter on. And so in the video, she accidentally bonks herself <laughs> in the head. And it's hysterical. So those, those, so those really make me laugh. Why don't you kind of just walk us into how you brought um, TikTok into the agency, um, how we use it, and how it's going? Sure. So we, I, I'm a big TikTok user, especially now that we've had all the time to just be at home. And so back in like November, I was thinking TikTok is so popular with Gen Z with the with who we try to say we represent and we promote and we can speak to and so i felt we couldn't really say that if we weren't on the platform that they are currently just all over and so i kind of brought that up to mark and mark agreed and so over winter break i sent him kind of a list of like other brands that have been using tiktok to their advantage because i couldn't really find any agency specifically so i just kind of looked at brands like the nfl um washington post like just some really popular ones and i sent those over to him and he was like great let's just get started in the spring so spring I started up a team and we've been mainly trying to make a lot of content that's like brand awareness for the agency basically so just like things in the office projects we work on that kind of stuff we're, we're hoping with the quarantine to still be making some and moving more in like a discussing <laughs> industry trends discussing office kind of Spotify playlists direction that we can like make from home um, but it's just definitely been to show potential clients that we really know Gen Z that we're on the platforms that they're on and, you know, to help raise awareness for the agency and kind of show more of what goes on in the day-to-day of the office. Yeah. Are you guys participating more in like different trends that are going on or like comedy videos or is it more just informational? It's a little bit of both. So we've had some that were a bit more comedic. We've had some that were a bit more like playing to trend, so like using popular audios. And then we've had a bit some that were just like showing off projects or stuff like that, like agency tours. So it's been a little bit of everything. Anything that kind of uh, plays into our brand and, and helps show us in the right light is like stuff we kind of look to. So. so now that the agency has implemented it, do you have any tips for businesses that can implement it on their end successfully? I think the very important first step, and it's a step that we are still trying to figure out, is like how you want to use it for your brand. So like we wanted to do some comedy in there, but we also wanted to do it, like I said, for brand awareness. So like showing stuff about the agency to people who might not know about it and making it so it can be shared to our Instagram stories, to Twitter. So it's like shareable to multiple platforms. But I think if a business like the Washington Post, obviously they're a newspaper and they write articles, but theirs is very comedic and it kind of doesn't really play into like stories they're reporting on or anything. It's just kind of like the guy in charge of it having fun in the office. So I think brands definitely need to to take a second and be like, okay, how do we want this to look for us, how do we want to look on this platform? And as they start posting and making content, 
kind of just thinking deeper into that and being like, okay, this is working or okay, this isn't working. How can we play to the algorithm more? How can we hop on trends quicker? That kind of stuff. That's awesome. Merce and I were just talking about how brands really need to kind of tap into their personalities and kind of think outside of yeah. the box in order to figure out how to implement it. So Definitely. very cool stuff. Um, we were also talking about earlier whether we thought any brands would be unsuccessful on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that there's any that come to mind? Because we were having difficulty. Not for me. I think it's very much like how well you know your brand. So I think it could be like a brand goes to start it and they're like, oh, this is going to be great. But the videos are cringy and awful and bad. And so then it comes across as bad, even if and unsuccessful, even if that wasn't their intention. So I think it's very much just the kind of content they make. And if they know themselves well enough to make stuff that represents them right. So we have one last question. Why do you think TikTok has gotten so popular? I think it's very much like Vine, but even a little bit better in the fact that it's really easy to make content. The videos can be longer than Vine. So like you can expand upon it rather than it just being six seconds like Vine was. You can do it for 15. You can do it for a minute. You can do it for as long as you want. And I think even though it can sometimes feel limiting by the audios that are trending and the ways to go viral according to the algorithm, so like using those popular sounds, um, I think people really are able to get creative with what they're doing. So like you'll see audios and people will just take them in a completely different direction and make them so funny (laughs) that like you would never think to do that. But I think it really gives people the creative freedom to like do what they want, even with kind of the baseline of like the algorithm there. So I think it's really just people are using it as a creative outlet, which is something that since Vine, I definitely think people have been missing because Twitter, you can be creative and Instagram, you can be creative, but it's not the same as like making a short video that's funny and that's just like you in your room doing it. Like that is something so unique. And I think that's what is really making TikTok just so popular right now. That's awesome. And that's so important right now, especially since we all are in quarantine and are looking for new ways to express ourselves, but also entertain us. So I think that kind of um, brings us into our very last segment that we want to do with you, Jenna, um, which is just things we love and hate right now, whether it be in the world, in the industry, whatever you want to bring into this conversation. Um, So this might be a weird one, but one thing I'm this might sound weird the one thing I'm kind of hating is like my dad is a history teacher he talks a lot about current events and he said he was like I don't know how much longer I can talk about the coronavirus for and so I think I wish that there was a bit more just news coming out that like wasn't so focused on that whether that's good news or bad news I just think I wish I could just hear something different a little bit in the news today because it's so sad turning on the news and that's all it's being talked about. And it, yeah. it gets so, I, it's obviously so important to be updated and informed about, but I think at some point we're, we're going to need to start talking about other things. And I think personally, I am at that point. Well, this ties in perfectly, Jenna, because next week we're going to talk more into this and discuss different ways that we should be approaching um, communication when it comes to um, science, science communication. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jenna, for coming on and speaking with us. I think your insight was really great when it comes to figuring out, you know, what companies should, shouldn't be doing and seeing how we at the agency are bringing TikTok to life. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And thank you so much for bringing TikTok to the agency because it's been amazing and is breathing a lot of life into our brand.
And so with that, we'll see you next week on The Comment.